Hello and welcome to the Create with Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Hutton. I'm a millennial business coach, a virtual assistant, social media strategist, and a confidence expert. And I am so excited that you are here joining me today. Inside the Create with Confidence podcast, we will dive into all things creating a career online, personal branding, social media marketing, mindset, confidence, and how you can build a freedom-based lifestyle. I want you to leave this podcast with confidence around your online business and the belief that your biggest dreams are possible for you. So let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to the Create with Confidence podcast and welcome to 2023. I hope you all took some time off over Christmas and over New Year's and are super excited to get back into it. Inside today's episode, we're going to be talking about launching and more specifically, how you can actually bounce back from a failed launch. Now, a few of my students, they've recently gone through a launch period just you know, before Christmas, and some of them, they exceeded their expectations, but others didn't quite go to plan. And so I've been coaching them through this just before the break. And now that we're back, we've obviously touched on it again. And I thought this could be a really insightful thing to talk about and really just share on the podcast because I've had failed launches too both for my virtual assistant services and also for my coaching programs. So if that's something that you can relate to, hopefully today's episode can help you bounce back and hopefully and hopefully head into your next launch with confidence as well. So before we get into today's episode, I do want to like just preface that almost every business owner that I know has had a failed launch. So even though, you know, thoughts of like, I'm a failure, I'm not cut out for this, you know, I knew this was going to happen, it's just not possible for me. Even though those thoughts could be popping up in your head right now, know that it's not going to always be this way. You know, you are not alone in this and you can bounce back. Trust me. A failed launch is just one of those things. It's like a little bump in the road. And most people have driven over that road at some point. But the reason they've gone on, they've kept driving and they're now seeing success is because they've learned to bounce back. The biggest mistake that you can make when it comes to having a failed launch really is making it all about you because there's so many reasons why a launch might not have gone to plan and none of them are because you've been too greedy or too ambitious. It's not because people don't like you. It's not because you suck at business, okay? It's not because you're not credible enough and it's not because it's not possible for you. These are all thoughts that I've been coaching my students through in the last month and I wanted to really share some insight into their experience in the hopes that it can inspire and encourage you. So I'm not going to share any names but I do want to share a few details about my you know one particular student that I've been working with she's a social media manager and she's been in business for about six months she came to me wanting to learn how to make passive income and how to kind of expand her earnings as an online service provider so her goal was to kind of create a course um, so that she could create that passive income so we worked together on creating this program and launched it at the end of last year just before Christmas so her goal was to have 10 people sign up She only ended up having three people sign up. And to me, that's a huge win. She signed up three people, but in her mind, it was a failed launch because she didn't hit her goal of 10. However, what then happened was once she kind of reached those three and she wasn't seeing the kind of snowballing success that she wanted, she actually stopped launching. So she had an original launch of four weeks and around the three week mark she kind of pulled back you know the fear of failure it kicked in the self-doubt crept in and you know it kept telling her that she wasn't good enough and that's why she wasn't having these clients you know and so she started pulling back on her launch now she kind of started pulling back 
about two weeks and you know she still got into the third week but she kind of stopped around three weeks now she obviously could have continued program uh continued like promoting this program after you know the first four weeks and you know kept going you know she could have kept promoting this after the initial launch period but the voices in her head they said that you know if she did, then she was spamming people. That if she promoted longer than, you know, just a few weeks, she was desperate. She was scared that people wouldn't see her as an authority figure because obviously people weren't jumping all over her offer and signing up instantly, you know. And so when no one signed up after those two weeks into her you know, initial four-week launch period, she joined our coaching call and she was in tears with all of these fears coming up. She had so much frustration towards the launch and the lack of clients because she was pouring her heart and soul into this program over the last few months, building it out. And she really put everything she had into this launch. And she was starting to feel like she was so burnt out and she had nothing to show for it. That's how she felt anyway. And I could completely relate to exactly how she felt because I felt the exact same where I launched my coaching program for the first time. I'd reduced my coaching prices. I'd spent three months, you know, creating the program. And, you know, I launched for about a month. I was building all this hype and I had one person sign up and I was exhausted. I was frustrated and I couldn't really celebrate that one client that I signed because I had so much self-doubt that was outweighing that because I didn't hit my goal of having six people inside this program. You know, I remember it like it was yesterday, even though it was over a year ago. And so now the way that I show up is completely different. The way that I sign clients is completely different. And obviously all of this has come from a shift in mindset, but I couldn't even think that far forward when I was going through this because I was so frustrated and I was so full of like self-doubt. And so I could completely relate to everything that she was going through. So when I you know, had my failed launch, I was making it all about me. I made my lack of clients mean something about me rather than just being a fact, just being that, hey, you didn't get them this time. you know. And this is exactly the same thing that my student was going through. She was making it all about her. And it's natural, right? You've put so much time and effort into creating this course, program, this service, whatever it is. And so when things don't fall into place, it's incredibly frustrating. And it's confusing because you don't understand why. But what if you believed that every action you did was actually making you money, regardless of whether or not you could physically see it in this moment? You know, what would happen if you did have blind faith that your ideal clients were already coming and now you've tried one way of attracting them, you're one step closer? Because now you know what didn't work. So this means you can tweak your messaging, you can change your strategy. And because of that, you're one step closer to landing the clients. You've got the data points around, you know, what was working and what wasn't. So you're one step closer. So what if you could look at your failed launch and instead be excited by the challenge and the opportunity that it presents? Because when you have a failed launch, and I'm, you know, saying that kind of with those inverted commas, because if you're thinking about it this way, it's not really a failed launch, is it, right? But if you don't hit your goals, the first thing you need to do is, you know, just start looking at it objectively. Take the personal feelings out of it because whether you agree or not, the universe isn't actually out to personally victimize you. So what if you looked at it objectively and said, okay, fine, this is how it is. What is it teaching me? What can I learn from this? And what can I do differently next time? Because there are a million reasons why a launch may not go to plan. And oftentimes it's just a simple tweak that could be the difference between landing that client or not. So when she joined this call, when I joined and I saw her in tears, you know, 
we had to kind of come up with a bit of a game plan. So we reviewed her launch plan. We adjusted the wording that she was using because along the way, we realized that our ideal clients were actually using different vocab to what she was in a promotion. And within two days, she had her first client sign up. Three days after that, she signed a second. And before the end of her launch, before, you know, the end of that three week period, she'd signed one more. So in that one week, she signed three people. And so whilst, of course, she didn't hit her 10 signups that she was hoping for, she had the first sign of proof that it is possible because she had those three people who were willing to invest. You know, they saw the value in this program and that in itself is worth celebrating and being proud of. So once you're able to actually look at it objectively, you start to override your ego and you can actually make changes without it meaning something about you. Because obviously this isn't as easy as I've made it sound. You know, this comes from really deep shadow work, working on your self-belief, working on your mindset. And the more you fail, obviously, this practice, you know, it becomes easier. So that's why, like, I often encourage my students to just become a beginner as often as possible. Now, it can be something as simple as, like, you know, me giving my students homework to find a new recipe and try and, you know, try something new, try and cook a new recipe. At the end of the day, I'm not really attached to what it is, right? But the more you can get out of your comfort zone, the more you can try something new, the more you will make mistakes. And while most people, you know, we're we're trained as we go through school, like mistakes aren't good, you know, in reality, in entrepreneurship, making mistakes is good because that's how you learn. That's how you test your mindset. And that's what actually opens you up to growth. And I think about, you know, oftentimes we, we put so much pressure on ourselves, you know, to hit all of our goals, but there's nobody putting that pressure on you. You know, we don't have, you know, like I said, you're in school, you're told mistakes aren't, you know, aren't good. I don't know if you can hear that beeping, but I apologize. (laughs) So, you know, when you're at school, you've got teachers telling you, oh, that's not good. You know, you you didn't make that or whatever. Mistakes aren't good. You need to get your highest score as possible. You know, when you're at work, if you're making mistakes, you've got a boss telling you, you know, you need to be doing better, blah, blah, blah. As an entrepreneur, nobody is putting that pressure on you. So give yourself a little bit of a break because we are always our own harshest critic. And if a friend was coming to you telling you about all of this stuff, Odds are you probably wouldn't be as harsh on them as you are on yourself. So let's go back, right? Let's go back to the, you know, (laughs) example I said about, you know, always trying to learn new things, okay? Let's imagine you want to learn to bake a cake. There's no real risk involved if it doesn't work out, right? So even if your cake sucks, it actually doesn't matter. The same can be said for your launch. So does your sucky cake mean that you're a terrible, unworthy person who's just never, ever going to make a good cake? Obviously not. It just means you need more practice. Maybe the ratios were off. Maybe it, you know, needed more cooking time. When you can start looking at it objectively, take the personal out of it, you're more likely to go in and actually want to try again. And obviously you can adjust your method the second time you go. So the way you operate in one aspect is how you operate in all others. And so you could use this analogy to draw parallels to your business or your launch and know that if you can bounce back and make a better cake the second time, even if it's not perfect the second time, just slightly better, then you know that there's also the possibility that your second launch could also be a bit better as well. Now, the second thing to remember is that there are so many areas where your sale could have broken. There's, you know, just like there's so many reasons why your cake might not bake right, all right? So it could come from their first interaction. So is your content actually attracting them? Is it actually clear how people can get in contact with you? How can they sign up? You know, do you have a sales page? Do you do a sales call where you meet them face to face? You know, are they actually getting that far in and then ghosting you? Are they saying yes on those sales calls, but then when it comes to crunch time, are they not committing? You know, when you can understand your customer journey, 
you can actually understand where they've dropped off. So for example, with you know, this student that I've been talking about, we've been looking at her analytics after her first launch and we noticed that the pricing for her course, it actually wasn't clear. And so people, they could have been hesitating to reach out because if they're not committed, they don't want to put themselves out there that far yet, right? So that could be a barrier. It might not have been, but it could be. She also didn't actually have a webinar or a way for potential clients to get a taste of what was inside the program. So we also looked at her strategy and we looked at ways for the next time, how she can continue to warm up her audience and build hype for the entire launch period, whilst also not suffering from burnout. Because like I said, she ended up pulling away in the last week because that fear and that burnout was creeping in. So when I had my failed launch, I was doing sales calls. And still to this day, by the time people are already on sales calls, they're 80 to 90% enrolled. They just want to meet me to finalize it. So I knew that if I could get them on a call, nine out of 10 people would sign up. But if you're finding that you've got low close rate on calls, then perhaps it's something that you're doing or saying on those calls. So in that case, you want to ensure that you're recording your sales calls and then go back and review it. You want to take notes and see what you can do or what you can say differently next time. That's a great way to self-reflect and also to improve for next time. Now, For me, what I found when I was going through my analytics, I found that I had really low retention on my webinar for my original program. So I would have, for example, let's say I had 18 people sign up, but I didn't actually have a single person on the live call when I came to it. I had three people who watch it later, but the other 15 people, I never heard from them again. And so I knew that they were obviously interested in the webinar, but something happened between signing up and attending that obviously stopped the call, stopped the sale. So what I did in the second time is I tweaked it and I made it a live call only rather than, you know, live call and then I'll send it to you as a recorded call afterwards. So with that, I decided I'd do two sessions that would give people more options. And so whilst, yes, I had less people sign up initially, it also got rid of the people who probably weren't interested anyway. So I think I had about 12 people sign up. And these people, they were more committed, like I said, because otherwise, why why would you sign up if, you know, if you're just like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. I'm going to watch that later. People never watch it later anyway. And so this way, they were obviously interested because they signed up and they're like, yes, I'm available that time. I'm going to come on, right? So these people, they're more committed. I still didn't have everybody attend the live call because you know, it's rare to have everybody, but I had six out of the 12 who attended. So I went from a 5% to a 50% attendance rate, which obviously was an improvement, but how next time for the next time I do it, how can I make that higher? So you need to be looking at the things you did and what went well and what you could do differently next time and just try it out, you know, gather those data points because the people who are successful right now, they were once feeling like you're feeling, but the difference is that they've learned from it. They've tried something new. They've gathered more data. They've tweaked it again. They've gathered more data and then they've continued the cycle until they are reaching those 100K years and the you know $1 million years. And the third thing that you can do is to just release all attachment and trust that the right people are going to fall into your lap. You will be given the clients when you're ready for them and when they're ready for you. And if you're not at that level yet, it's because the universe knows you're not ready for that level of expansion, whether you actually think you are or not. Now, when I had my first launch, I landed the one client, like I said, and I realized that my program wasn't right. I needed to tweak things inside the program. I had teething issues. I had tech issues. I had payment issues. Like it was so much more overwhelming than I imagined that this program would be. There were so many hiccups, so many kind of speed bumps along the way. And I was only able to manage it without losing my mind because I knew I only had to keep one client happy. If I had six clients that I wanted, 
it just wouldn't have worked. I would have been way too overwhelmed and I probably would have had to refund them. So looking back, I know now that I wasn't ready to take that many people on, but I can only see that looking back. At the time, I was like, I'm ready. But the universe always knows best and it always presents when the timing is right. Because honestly, if I look back now, I just go, there's no way. But I remember thinking back to that time and I'm like, six, I could easy get six, you know, I could easily manage six. But there's always those things you don't realize, those road bumps along the way that you you can't see ahead. You know, it's only when you look back that you realize it. So um, I wanted to share an example with you that my coach used. Um, she used to tell me when I went into a launch, you need to think of it as one big opening party, right? She told me a story about, you know, imagine there's a new hairdresser that's down the road. You know, they're throwing this huge party. They're putting the flies in letterboxes. They're putting up big signs. They're saying, you know, we're open now and they're inviting everybody in. Your launch is exactly the same. You need to be, you know, whether you're doing a live launch where you've got like a specific you know, open and closed car, like a program, or if you're just like announcing that you're now open for business, like a virtual assistant or a social media manager, or if you're selling a product, like a course, right? It, it doesn't matter. It's all just one big, huge opening party as a launch, right? So imagine you are, you know, your ideal client, right? You're walking past this hairdresser and you think, wow, that looks so cool. I really want to go there. It looks like lots of fun. But you just got your hair done two weeks ago. You're actually not ready to go in and get it done right away. But the next time, you will be ready. You'll remember and you'll go there because that is what your launch is doing. It's literally just planting seeds in your ideal clients' minds that you're here, that you can help them. And when they're ready, that's when they'll come. It's not your job to convince them to use pushy or you know sleazy sales tactics. It's literally just your job to throw the most epic opening party that they can't help but want to be a part of it. And trust that because you have done that, whether it's in three days, three months, or three years, those people will come because of the impact you've made back then. Now, I spoke recently about how my first coach made such an impact on me when we first met that two years later, I hired her as my coach, right? That just goes to show you that every little thing you do, whether it is actually showing you the results right now, it has an impact. So don't undervalue the work you've done during this launch, even if it hasn't been the most successful one yet. Because like I said, everything compounds. Every action you've taken has taken you one step closer to you know having clients on your books, cash in the bank, right? So hold faith. Trust that this is the path that you are supposed to be on. Trust that it is all working out, whether it feels like it or not. And know that you're not alone in how you feel, despite nobody else talking about failed launches, right? Just remove the guilt, remove the shame, and be proud that you actually did it, that you actually launched, and that you actually showed up for yourself. Because not everybody gets that far. There's people who are still stuck in their nine-to-five cubicle, dreaming about the day when they have their own business. And here you are putting yourself out there, launching and still smashing your goals. Now I'm going to wrap this episode up here. I hope this has been helpful. And if you can relate to my students' recent launch or you can relate to my launch story, I want to let you know that I do have coaching spots available and I want to offer you a free strategy call. So if you are looking for support to make 2023 the year you finally grow your business, send me a DM, mention that you're a pod listener and we can chat about what support could look like for you. So whether you're wanting to learn how to start your business as an online service provider, which I'm in the middle of building a course, which could be beneficial for you. Or if you're an established business owner and you're just wanting support on how to scale, then I can help you with that as well. So get in touch and we can discuss what that support could look like for you. But in the meantime, I hope you have a wonderful week and I will catch you in the next episode. Bye. 